0: This is Life in Progress, a therapy podcast with your host, Navart Wilborn. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and we're going to be having some honest conversations about life's struggles, both the day-to-day struggles and more serious hardships. Please remember that this podcast and all affiliated programs are not a substitute for therapy. So if you're struggling, please reach out to a therapist in your area and get the support you need. Thanks for joining me. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. So you know that change is hard. We've talked about change. Anyone who's ever just lived a life knows that change can be difficult, but I wanna talk about an aspect of change today that we have a little bit more control over than we think. So I have conversations with people regularly about you know something that's going on in their life that they're unhappy with, or that isn't going super well, or it's a habit that they've had for a long time. But you know, we spend time talking about why it is the way that it is and what we can do about it. But what I've found is that a lot of people are attached to the reasons that they are stuck in a situation or the reasons that they have a habit. And that stuck feeling is sometimes rooted in history in the past. So you may have had a conversation like this with someone, but I have conversations where, you know, someone will tell me like, well, I've always been like that, or that's just always how I've handled that. That's how my parents taught me to do it. That's the kind of environment I was raised in. And, you know, something along those lines, which basically is a reason or an explanation about why a certain person behaves the way they do or that they are Used to doing things a certain way. And, you know, there's a lot of truth to those situations. They're obviously rooted in the past, they're rooted in history, they're rooted in real experiences. And so they play a part in why someone is the way that they are. But I find that what we lack sometimes is the challenge, ability to challenge ourselves to realize that we can change those things. Some things, of course, we can't, you know, not everything can be changed, but a lot of that stuff, a lot of those habits, a lot of those beliefs, a lot of those things that we hang on to from the past, we have control over that and we can change that. But unfortunately, I found that a lot of people kind of identify the situation as it's because of this, or it's because I've always been like this, or, it's because of how I was raised, and they stop right there. And they kind of see that as an obstacle. We can't move past this because this is just how the how it's always been. And so then that becomes a roadblock to whatever change that person wants to accomplish. And typically it's someone else wants you to change something and that is how you present the reason why you can't change. So for example, in a couple, in a relationship, <clears throat> I've had conversations with people where you know one person is telling the other person, hey, when you do this, that's really upsetting, or you, know, you are super regimented about a certain thing and it makes the rest of us walk on eggshells, and you always handle this a certain way and we don't like it, and that person who's being called out sometimes will kind of get stuck in that mindset of, well, that's just how it's always been, and that's how my dad raised me, and that's just how I'm going to do it, and that sucks because... It's obviously it's causing a problem in your life in some capacity, right? In the relationships that you're in, or in just something that you're trying to do, and, and you're not progressing, you're not changing, and so it's really it's it's kind of a, a fine line between an ex, um, between a reason a reason that I am this way and an excuse, right? And usually if you call someone out for that, they're going to be really upset and defensive because no one wants to be told that they're using something as an excuse. You know, They don't want to be made to feel like they're not trying hard enough or that they're not making an effort. But the reality is we all know someone like that. I've had to work on stuff in my life that I've just done a certain way out of habit. And it never occurred to me that maybe changing the way I did it or changing my perspective or my belief about it could then cause an improvement or a change for the better in the thing I'm doing or in my life in some way. And so I want you to kind of think about what are some things in your life that you are a little bit set in your ways on. And it can be something that's very obvious to you, or it can be something that you really don't think is a big deal, but maybe other people have pointed it out to you. Are there people in your family who think that the way you communicate is not great, or the way you handle your anger is not great, or the way that you manage your stress is not great? And if there is something there that other people point out to you, you know, yeah, not everything that everyone points out to you is accurate, But you should probably spend a few minutes at least contemplating if it's accurate, just reflecting on it and seeing if there's some truth to it. And typically speaking, if the people closest to you, you know, the people that you live with, that you share a home with, if they have a recurring complaint or um, criticism of a way that you handle certain situations you probably need to sit and have a conversation about it and not just get defensive and shut it down. And if you are being told or it's being brought to your attention that the way that you handle something is causing stress or anxiety or you know, pushing other family members away because you're unapproachable, you wanna really consider what they're saying and just think about it and look at it. So I've had a couple of situations recently where clients have talked to me about um, you know other other people in their lives who are so set in their ways whether it's a parent who Always gets mad about you know certain behaviors, or when they get mad at work, they come home and they're just grumpy. Or um, uh, you know, uh, I had a, someone tell me that a kind of a, a figure of authority over this kid it, um, was handling a situation a certain way. It was like a, a teacher coach type situation, and they were really really firm on the kids and really um, just. Kind of aggressive verbally and when confronted about it the excuse was well that's just that's just how i coach that's just how i teach that's how you know my family member before me did it that used to coach my team that's just how it worked." well when members of your team or your students are really really affected negatively they're hurt by it they're intimidated by you they're scared of you you're not really able to teach them because they fear you You're probably doing something wrong Um, so just because it's been the way that you've always done it doesn't mean it's the right way and that's difficult for a lot of people we get really set in the way we're doing something we don't want to be challenged about it but at what point do you have to acknowledge that you might be wrong and you have to take accountability for the fact that you have to change the way you're doing something so in relationships, if you're that person who doesn't want to change because that's just how you were raised or, you know, the home you grew up in, the parents yelled at each other and that's just how you communicate your frustration, that's not a good thing. I mean, how did that work out for you? Obviously, it, it affected you in a way. It was negative, And now you developed this bad habit just the same way as your parents did. didn't go very well so why pass that on to your kid why make that the environment that you provide for your children that's not great right so this can be applied to all kinds of relationships all kinds of interactions with people and it really comes down to accountability taking ownership being willing to change the way that you do things being willing to take Um, Just to not be defensive when you know that there's something that you're doing that isn't healthy, it's not conducive to positive relationships. And if that's something that you can do, then you would be able to drastically improve the way that you interact with other people and the way that people see you. And so, you know, again, there are some people who are going to give you feedback and it's not great feedback, but I'm talking about listening to the people that know you best, that are closest to you, that interact with you on a regular basis. I want you to listen to that. And it's sad because there are a lot of people that are not willing to take advice or guidance from the people that know them best or the people that they interact with best because there's... Sometimes there's a pride piece to that, especially if the, um, if it's being pointed out by our children, right? So a lot of the parents that I work with who struggle with this, not every parent struggles with this, but there are parents who struggle with this. If their kid is the one that's struggling and feeling like they can't talk to their parent or their parents unapproachable or their parents mad a lot, if the kid is the one that's trying to communicate that to the parent and the parent gets mad or feels defensive because their kid is expressing this feeling, that's sad. That's not okay. Your kid isn't isn't saying this because it's fun. Like, it takes a lot of courage for a child to tell a parent, hey, that hurt my feelings. Or when you yelled at me, it scared me. Or when you said that to me it made me feel bad about myself that takes a lot of confidence and it's tough because when i work with kids who are going through something like that i try to empower them to speak up to talk to their parents to have the kind of relationship where they say hey mom when you did that that really hurt my feelings I want kids to learn how to express themselves emotionally. I want kids to learn how to understand what they feel, use appropriate words, and learn to communicate. But then when I encourage them to do that and they go to that parent and that parent shuts that down or is not willing to accept that maybe they're wrong or that they've done something to hurt their kid, then that's what does that communicate to the child? It communicates that... The child's feelings don't matter, that the child is wrong, and that the parent is always right no matter what, and that the kid just needs to accept that this is how life is going to be. And then what that does is that makes that kid internalize their feelings, shut down more, isolate in the home, not want to hang out with their family, and then just, you know, it breeds the next generation of. Kids who don't know how to talk about their feelings, which turn into adults that don't know how to talk about their feelings, which then turns into people who struggle in relationships, right? So it is very much a kind of a, a cycle that can transpire over time. And also, I, you know, I think of why it is that we struggle to take guidance from others, from our kids, from our significant others. What is that? Is it pride or is it fear that I don't know how to change? And if I try to change and I don't do a good job, then I'm going to, you know, hurt my family even more. But I think a lot of it is just a a struggle with self-awareness. People, I don't know, it's like this inability to see outside of ourselves sometimes, inability to see that just because I think what I'm doing is right doesn't mean that it's actually right, that just because my feelings don't get hurt by a certain behavior doesn't mean other people's feelings don't get hurt. But I also know people who operate on a very, very double standard where they wouldn't stand for someone to talk to them a certain way but they have no problem talking to others that way. That's a problem. And I would love to give everyone credit and say like, oh, but once it's pointed out to them, they'll work on it. But the reality is that's not always the case. You know, people will joke around and say, well, I'm set in my ways, I'm not gonna change. I just don't buy that. Like, okay, if you're 87 and you have Alzheimer's, all right, you're probably not gonna change your way. But short of that, everyone has the ability to change. Everyone has the ability to work on it. Whether you choose to, you know, follow through and implement all the steps that it takes to change, that's up to you. But everyone has the ability. Now, sometimes that is something that you can do alone just by being self-aware and really working on it. sometimes that's something you need to do with the help of a professional and you need counseling. You might just need a few sessions. You may need ongoing counseling. If there is something in your, you know, brain, Functioning that prevents you from being super aware, or that um, if you struggle with understanding social cues or reading social situations because of one thing or another, you may be the kind of person that needs support in that for you know throughout your life. Doesn't mean you have to go to counseling every week for the rest of your life, but. You may need to check in with a therapist when there is a situation that comes up that you don't handle well, that the people in your family think that you need to work on because it's causing problems or damaging relationships. So you should never be too proud to try to change. And the reality is, if you are a living human being and you are living your life every day, then your life is changing every day just by nature. I mean, the seasons change, your children's age changes, the responsibilities of your job change, your financial situation changes for better or worse. Your, you know, everything, everything that we do, just by nature of growing up and our age changing over time, one day to the next, that brings change in life, health, wellness, all of that. So, if all the things in our lives are changing just on a natural basis then we also have to change the way that we behave and the way we do things sometimes the way we think sometimes the things we believe it just comes with the territory of growth but what happens is that a lot of people you know they're in a life that's changing but they're not moving along with that change in the way that they behave, in the way that they treat people, in the way that they think and believe. And so then the people around you start outgrowing you and they start living a life that you no longer really fit in. And if they're trying to encourage you to, to come along and open your mind and change along with the time and you resist that, then you might get left behind. And I'm not saying you need to jump on board with everything that everyone tells you to do. I'm just saying, if everyone around you is telling you that the thing you're doing or the way you're handling yourself is not appropriate or it's hurtful, you have an obligation to your, the people in your life to try to grow. And that looks different for every person, but you have to try to grow in some way. So if your kid is scared of you, scared to talk to you, it's not a good thing. And I know some parents who think that's a great thing. They think that, you know, having their kids be scared of them means that their kids respect them. Your kid can respect you and not be scared of you. In fact, your kid your kid should not be scared of you in order to respect you. They need to respect your authority and respect the fact that you are the parent and you can give them Rules and consequences, but fearing you is very different. Because if if your kid fears you, they're not going to be honest with you. They're not going to come to you when they need help, and you're going to be on the outside of the real things that happen in your child's life as they get older. Because you're not going to be a trusted person to let into the the inside, the inner workings of whatever is going on. So you have to decide what kind of person are you in relationships? What kind of person do you want to be in relationships? And is there something that needs to change to get you from who you are to who you want to be in a relationship? And this needs to be something that you and only you can work on. Other people can point things out to you, bring your attention to it, but you're the only one that has to do the work. And so, if I mean, the key here is that if there's anything that you find yourself saying, well, that's just how I've always done it, that's your cue to question it. That's your cue to think about it. Because even the most simple things like I might always park my car a certain way, but if now all of a sudden there's an obstacle that's unexpected, there's a, you know, a hole in my driveway or some obstacle, well, I'm gonna to have to modify the way I park my car because now I have an obstacle to work around. It, I mean, that's such a simple, silly example, but it's the same thing. If you have a, a four-year-old, you're gonna interact with that four-year-old very differently than you're gonna interact with your 15-year-old. Or if that four-year-old grows into the 15-year-old, you can't treat your, your kids the same way for their entire life. You can't discipline them the same way their entire life. You have to adapt and change and go with the times and with the change, right? So if you're the kind of person that finds yourself hiding behind some of those set in your ways thoughts, that's how I've always done it. That's how my parents raised me. It's not enough. I'm going to challenge you to think about it, to question it. And maybe at the end of the day, the result is, you know what? That is still the best way for me to do it. Great. Stick to it as long as the people involved also agree, right? So if you handle things a certain way and every time you handle that, your wife cries herself to sleep because of how disrespectful you were to her, then obviously you're not looking at it the right way. You probably need to get an outside perspective, get some counseling. If even your therapist is telling you that's not healthy communication, then at what point do you have to put your pride aside and realize you're wrong, right? please think about it. Work on it. Growth is uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable sometimes, but when we push through that part and we go through all the discomfort, the other side of that is change for the better. It's improvement. It's you know more happiness, more satisfaction with life, more fulfillment. It doesn't mean that there aren't obstacles that will come up along the way even after that, but the baseline becomes better, the way you feel about yourself improves, the way your family feels about you, the way you feel about your family. Those things get better when we are in a constant state of intentional growth and improvement. All right. So I hope this helps you kind of think about your role in change and in growing and how much control you actually do have over improving situations. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye.